Hey, I'm Simone Grace Soul. I'm a life coach who's built a six-figure business doing none of the things they said I should do. What's my secret? Being myself on social media and actually giving a shit about other people. In this podcast, I teach you how to do the same. Be your authentic self so you can serve more and earn more. Hey guys, I'm so happy to bring you today's episode, which is an interview that I did with Karen Gillen, a multiple six-figure life coach with an online business. And we're going to talk about how to scale and make a lot of money the inefficient way without spending money on ads, how to find your voice and brand on social media, and what kind of mindset shift you should make if you're not getting enough engagement. And I asked her for her best advice on how you can take leadership on social media. And guys, it's good. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm so excited to bring you actually my first guest on this podcast. She's a colleague and someone that I really admired for a long time. Her name is Karin Gillen. Did I say it right? You did, yeah. Yay. Um, and she is a fellow life coach. And I'm gonna, just going to ask her to introduce herself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me as your first guest. This is an honor. And I want to just start by saying it was about six months ago. I think it was hot outside. So it was summer. And I watched a Facebook live interview with you, or it was just you being live. And I was like, I love this woman. She's great. <laughs> like we've never met in person, but I was like, there's, she's my people. We need to hang out. What was it about the live? Um, I think it might've had something to do with um, the tarot and some other stuff. Oh yeah. My other life. Okay. <laughs> Your other life. But um, I'm Karen Gillen and I'm a coach for entrepreneurs and I really meet people kind of at two different places on their journey. It's like maybe they've made $10,000, $20,000 and they're like, I think this is something I want to keep going. This can work. And they're kind of getting that like idea, like, holy smokes, I might really be onto something here. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And so they want to be with someone who's done it before and has some ideas about what's it going to be like. I also work with entrepreneurs who are in the multiple six figure business mark and they're really trying to hone in on, I know I love what I do and there are parts about it that are better than others. And they're really at this place where they're like falling in love with their clients and wanting to be kind of doing the stuff that really grounds them in the work in a whole new way in a much calmer way. And so those are kind of the two places I meet people at. I, since you talked about um, people in different income ranges, um, I wanted to go right into talking about income. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're both life coaches and I know everybody who's listening is not going to be a life coach, but I think it's so rare that it's very, you know, people speak plainly about how much money they make um, and what kind of, you know, social media presence they have. And because everybody is just left guessing, oh, this person has like really mm -hmm. fancy photos, they must make a lot of money or, you know, that all this kind of, you know, focus on optics that could really get us, you know, going into compare and despair. And it's all just very murky. So I would like to ask you, how much money did you make last year in 2019? Totally. And before I give you that number, I want to add to what you said. And I think it's really important not to look at what are people grossing, but are they having any profit? So I think it's one thing to make $200,000 and spend $120,000 on Facebook ads. 
Yes. Meaning basically you could still be working at your job, right? Making 40K. Totally. So I, in 2019, did um, 290,000. And so my profit from that, I think is more important, was around 155. So that is excluding um, what? What are, what are like the big Excluding the things I paid for. Like I redesigned my office last year and I bought mm-hmm. some furniture, invested in an office chair, got coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I invested in a master coach training program, um, a lot of business travel. One of the ways that I bring in clients is I show up places in person and live and I connect with people. And usually when I do that, that's when I get clients. Old school. I'm old school. You get people face to face. Yes. I love the humans. What even is that? (laughs) People are like, that's not confused. And so you're you're saying no, no Facebook ads, no Facebook ads. Yeah. No. Yeah. My marketing budget is really it's travel and it's investing in myself. Okay. I really want everybody to hear that because you can really do multiple six figures without um, paying for Facebook ads. So many people think the only way to scale, quote unquote, is to buy investing in Facebook ads by getting in front of as many eyes as possible online. Because the Mm -hmm. thinking goes, if you're in front of 100 people now, if you get yourself in front of a million people, you're going to make that much more money. And that sounds like the most efficient way, but sometimes it's not. And you are such a good example of that because you spend money to travel to places and see people face to face, probably not a million at a time. Right. And I really think about that as my water cooler expense. Like, because I sit here in my little outbuilding, that's my office and I'm not interacting with people. I like to make the investment and I'm an extrovert to go out where I can really meet people. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So I can meet people on a deeper level and like travel with them and be able to go out to lunch and learn with them and go out to dinner and sit by the pool with them because I don't have that here. Like I know a few life coaches locally, but. What does that, what does that mean? So you just like, do you mean like client experiences or It's more like, you know, like when you work for somebody else and and you go to the water cooler and you're like, are in the, you're in the break room and you're connecting with people and you're talking about your kid's birthday or whatever. It's like that, but in the way I want to do it. So Uh I don't necessarily need to hire employees and create this huge business where I have people with me, but I can go find that. And one of the ways I like to do that is by going to retreats and by going places, doing things that I like to learn. Oh, that is so fun. I never thought about it like that. I think that's one of the one of the top complaints that online, you know, business owners have is, oh, I feel so alone. I feel so isolated. I feel like I lacked a connection. And Karen was like, well, then you go make some connections. Right. Create it. <laughs> and go where, go where you want to go because, you know, we don't always have the perfect networking events for us in our town or it's you want to go do something that's a little bit deeper than one hour and one glass of wine. Yeah, totally. So I think a lot of people who follow, you know, who listen to this podcast might be wondering, um, you know, isn't it more, isn't it more efficient to try to make those, all those connections online because you can only talk to so many people at a time and how do you know you're going to get business from them and et cetera. Um, what would you say to that? I think, (laughs) I think the most efficient thing you can do is to genuinely know one person and know what they're about. And, And I'm, I'm talking about knowing them because it's more important that you do the work to get to really know them and who they are and what they do and how you can support them because in the process, they will probably learn about you. 
But the point is you're out there and you're connecting because when I connect with other business owners, I'm a greater resource to every person that I come in contact with. So I like to have one-on-one -on -one connection calls. So I'm like this, I mean, I get on the phone with anybody and I know like 10 different people who can help you. And I know them really well because I've inefficiently done the non-scalable and met with them for a longer period of time, not in a really big way. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Hashtag truth mom. Yeah, I think that. And so actually I remember one of the things that I read that you said on Facebook a long time ago that I really, that really stuck with me is that, so every, for everybody listening, Karen obviously makes a lot of money. She's a super successful coach, super in demand. And if somebody asks to get on the phone with her to, for, a, for whatever, she'll just get on the phone with them. She said this and I really stuck with me um, because She's not thinking, oh, can I sell to this person? Is this, is this person going to make me money? She thinks I could probably help them. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're saying is that I could probably help you. Let me get to know you so, so I can help you better. That's, that's been your strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. It's been working. Speaking of quote unquote efficiency and numbers, which can be something that you can totally go down, you know, the wrong rabbit holes, chasing quote unquote engagement, chasing numbers. So Karin and I had a little chat before this talk and we compared our respective engagement numbers <laughs> on social media and our email lists. And I wanted to share them with all of you. So Karin, how many Instagram followers do you have? Um, more than 500, but I don't exactly know. Okay, I know because I'm looking at it right now. You have 600, okay. <laughs> 642 followers. Oh, actually, I yes. just pressed it. I have 656 followers. Okay. So we're, uh, we're neck and neck. Yeah, neck and neck. Yeah. So we're under 700 followers on Instagram, both of us. And how many people do you have on your email list? 394. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I have about a little over 500 on my email list. And I make less money than you. So for now, <laughs> right <laughs> today, but, um, <laughs> but when I was starting out, when I was just thinking about, you know, running an online business and when I was in the earlier stages of it, I thought to make the kind of money I want to make, to make real money, six figures, I need like thousands or tens of thousands of followers. And mm -hmm. I would get so excited every time my Instagram, like, follower account went up because I thought it meant, oh, that means more business for me. Like I'm right. growing as a business when it is so has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. And over time, because I've coached so many entrepreneurs and coaches at this point, I know that there are people with like literally tens of thousands of followers who are really struggling to get any clients at all. Yeah. And so I really wanted people to know that you could just have really modest, quiet, you know, presence on any your platform of, of your choice and be really serving people and be quietly making a ton of money. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the fanciest, splashiest, most popular people that you see aren't necessarily the ones making money. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Two things come up is there are people who go about and do SEO in a really smart way that gets them clients that pay them. I have a friend, Meredith Hawley, and she's doing this amazingly well. Cool. 
And then there are people who are really good at creating content that's very clickable and it's likable and it's flashy and it's easy to engage with, but I'm never going to be that person. And like, if you're not that person, I think it's just the wrong road to go down. So it's like, I could try to make lists and perfectly clickable things and, and all those things that kind of on social media are super easy to engage with, but I just don't care. And so like, I can't do what I just don't care about. And so I'm never going to get that kind of <laughs> action. And I would rather take the energy I do have, which is limited, right? And put it into me being me, because I think that's the thing that attracts people is when we're the most in alignment with who we are. Oh, there's so much to unpack in there. But tell me about the difference between um, easy to engage with or easy to click on versus um actually business building, actually like relationship building. Oh, let's like maybe a cat video, mm -hmm. right? Like people love cat videos. That's fantastic. I will never post one. I mean, maybe someday <laughs> it'll happen, but like no cat videos over here. But oftentimes what I'm doing is thought provoking and it makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like I'm posting the quote out of my blog, which was something out of my head, which was about like, we all need to show up and do blah, 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 whatever it is. And it's not always the most likable, cozy message, right? Sometimes I'm kind of like pushing on people a little bit. Yeah. But I like that. Like, I think it's on brand for me right. to do it that way. Love it. So the thing that kind of pushes people, the thing that doesn't have the prettiest, fanciest graphics aren't going to like, you know, by design, it's not you know, designed to attract the greatest number of likes, but it is you, and that is you allocating your limited resources in the way that is congruent with who you are. It's on brand, and you can have a successful business that way. Yeah, and you never really know who's watching. Like, so one of the ways I look at social media and writing my newsletter and everything is this is a way that I continue to stay connected and stay front of mind with the people who are already engaged with me. It's not necessarily for brand new people. And eventually that will probably be a limiter for me, but right now it's working. Right. And also, like you said, you never know who's, um, right. who's looking and connecting. Yeah. Yeah. You said, you talked a little bit about what is on brand for you. And I think a lot of people really struggle trying to articulate, like, what is my brand? Um, what's my tagline? How, what kind of persona online voice should I have? And I know that when I was in that place, I would just look at people that I admired who I thought had successful businesses or actually did have successful businesses. And I would try to mimic them. Or I would think that that was the only way to go about it. And so in all the ways I wanted to be different, I didn't really give myself permission, which resulted in all kinds of friction and inefficiencies. <laughs> so right. what would be your best advice for somebody who wants to find their own voice and quote unquote brand on social media? Yeah. I think what you're describing can feel a lot like that shiny object syndrome. Like, well, that kind of font and those colors, like I like that or people seem to like that. So I'll go over there. And you kind of have that feeling like, and now I'll go over there and then let's try this. And then what about this over here? And so there's no sense of this is what I'm doing because I chose it. It's more like I'm going to quote unquote do business and this is what we do. And so I think rather like if you catch yourself in that place of I'm going outside of myself to find an answer is to turn back in, even though it might be a little, it might take a little longer and just ask yourself like what's actually 
in here? Like what feels grounded for me around this? Do I feel like I'm in a really, like for me, it's always, it's lead, it's strength, it's like quiet power. It's like these kind of grounded kind of really, I think of them as firm brand attributes, but I think you have to find them inside yourself, not outside in other people. Was there a time when you were like, oh, grounded, calm, this is my brand? Or how did you come about it? Yeah, I did some branding work with, um, with Liz Dennery at SheBrand. And, but, you know, what we're doing basically is like, take who you are and look at those things and what's consistent. So not like what's trendy or mm-hmm. kind of what you're doing in the last month, but like what over the past number of years or maybe even over your life has always been present in everything that you do. What are those kind of themes throughout your life that actually are your brand? Mm. So the brand coming from who you really are and who you mm-hmm. have always been um, as opposed to you know, trying to fit some, you know, image of what you think people want you to be. Right. Because then, I mean, it's going to be the easiest thing to do is I can fall back on who I am, which feels very trustworthy, right? I'm never going to have to like come up with the energy to put the facade back on to be okay to go post or show up at an event because who I am is who my brand is. Um, so in my, in my sort of teaching community, in my Facebook group, we talk about intentional thoughts about social media. Mm-hmm. because there are so many people who experience social media as being stressful. It's the, it's the place where they have to go and show up and measure up. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, they have to, they have to shine and they have to have their messaging just right. And they have to attract people to them. And they put this in, in, you know, an enormous amount of pressure on themselves mm-hmm. and they do the compare and despair thing. And so for a lot of people, they take it for granted that social media has to be this stressful, um, exhausting experience for them. And, I think that's optional. So I would love to to ask you what your thoughts are about social media that make it non-stressful for you. I'm primarily on Facebook. And one of the thoughts I've always had is like, these are humans. (laughs) So it's like, we're all humans being humans together and thinking about what's going to resonate with another human is always helpful. Um, I'm just getting on Instagram and one of the thoughts I'm choosing is that this is fun and this is an experiment and let's just see what works. Love it. It's so funny because those are the exact same things that I, that I teach and we've never, like, you know, I've never, <laughs> yeah. we've never come across each other's teaching. So it's like, great minds think alike. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you, another thing that really comes up a lot is, um, and this is part of how you use your mind, how you use your brain and heart to make decisions in the earlier part of your building your business. But a lot of people get really discouraged because they show up thinking, okay, this is who I really am. I'm just going to be authentic and serve and be useful, et cetera. And they try posting all these things um, and they don't get the reception that they were hoping for, right? They get only a few likes. They ask people to engage and they don't. And this can be super discouraging. And a lot of people sort of use that as an sort of, you know, excuse to, you know, go back into hiding or to suppress their full selves and go back into what feels like a safe formula. So what would be your words of advice for somebody in that position? I think the, you said the words, what they were hoping for. Mm. 
And I think that is a clue that you're, you're in there probably not for the right reason for that post. Mm. So if I'm posting something, hoping that it creates something, I'm already in a space of like neediness and graspiness around it rather than like calm certainty that like, this is how I show up. This is the platform I use. This is the content I talk about. Here's why. And I'm in it for the long game. So I think oftentimes when people want to show up and they're like, but I've posted 17 posts in three days and I haven't got a client. You're like, yeah, and I've been at this for 10 years. And if I come from that energy, I won't get a client either. (laughs) So it's like decide ahead of time who you're going to be online and then show up that way and then have fun sometimes. And no, like it's not always going to generate what you think it will. And that needs to be a part of your strategy. I so good. I have no words, except we can have fun more than sometimes, I think. <laughs> yeah. And if you're Simone, all the time. <laughs> That's right. It's like one of my business values is to entertain. <laughs> yeah. And it totally works and it comes through and I get that that's your brand. <laughs> that's funny because I, I never thought of it until somebody said that to me. It's like, one of the things you do is you teach and you entertain. It's like, you know what? I'm good with that. I like entertaining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how you can find her and thank you so much again thank you for listening I hope you loved it I'll talk to you next time hey want to hang out with me and talk about this kind of stuff all the time well you can when you come to my free Facebook group it's called Be Fearless on Facebook you can search for it on Facebook or you can go directly to facebook.com slash groups slash fearless marketing. I hope to see you there.